Welcome to Boiling Point, the podcast to motivate ever-evolving entrepreneurs and forward-thinking movement pioneers. Our hosts, filmmaker Greg Hemmings and executive coach Dave Vale, are turning up the heat in the world's business communities. Our interviews with entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers are raising the temperature of inspiration. Live from the hottest studio in this quadrant of the universe, here are Dave and Greg. This is brought to our listeners by Hemmings House Pictures and Vision Coaching Inc. Edible Matters, Ripple Effect Music Studios, and Robert Simmons. The best clothing to make you feel and look like Greg and Dave from the Bowling Point Podcast. Com. Robert Simmons, making us look good. Thank you to all of our sponsors that make the Boiling Point Podcast possible. Bam. Hello, uh, this is uh, Greg and this is Dave. Uh, welcome to the Greg Hemmings pod- Podcast Show. Hello, Gregory and Dave. <laughs> it's been renamed. How are you? <laughs> is there been a coup d'etat? Yeah, well, something like just, that. But listen, I, I was just talking to my wife a minute ago, and I said, honey, I have another interview in a second. And then Dave gave me the look, saying, yeah, this is your podcast, Greg, right? And I was like, no. <laughs> anyway, he, he, he's, nah, he's I wasn't like that. It wasn't, it wasn't me. like that at all. How you doing, Aaron? I heard, that he, <laughs> I heard that he didn't even wait for you to crack open the beer you, either. Hey, you, <laughs> you, exactly. Thank you. Thank but, you, Aaron. You got to watch your back, man. I, watch man, your back. I'm, yeah. <laughs> at any moment, there could be a well, cave. Listen, D- Dave, today was, was early, for, but usually he's just almost perfectly on time. And uh, for the beer yesterday, I could not wait. And I was like, I get a cra- I have to have a taste of this. I'm going to go crazy. So we're, 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 we're drinking a glass of it right now, Aaron, and it is fantastic. You, so, might, you must partake soon. So uh, it, it'll, it, pro- it'll probably last for a week. So next time you're in St. John, make sure you go to Big Tide and try some of Wendy's Boiling Point Brew, aka the Hemingway Vili Great Ale. <laughs> All right. So that's, that was the final name. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It was excellent. Well, welcome back, Aaron Emery. And, uh, this is, uh, this is really exciting because you are here to talk, uh, about a, a brand new, uh, initiative and, uh, you know, movement that you're involved with. Uh, last time we chatted, uh, was with your role in the B Corp world. Um, and this still relates very, very closely, of course, but, uh, why don't you give Dave and our listeners an update for what you're doing? Uh, because I already know. Uh, so, so Aaron, over to you, buddy. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for having me on to, to talk about this. And yeah, the conversation really is a natural evolution of, of whenever we talked last on episode, I don't know, 30 or something. Um, but yeah, what, what we're doing now just launched, um, in the month of June uh, 2016, an initiative called For the Region, which really did start as a, as a conversation among B Corps and, and community leaders, business leaders across Atlantic Canada about how to take, you know, sort of the aspiration, the global ethos of business caring and business giving back, and how do you apply that directly to the real world circumstances in your own backyard? How, you know, so how do we rally the business community of Atlantic Canada uh, to work on some of the issues that Atlantic Canada's uh, struggling with, and so you know the the, the big idea is just uh, to be really a citizen-led movement to rapidly rethink economic development in Atlantic Canada, and 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 to figure out how to use our role as businesses um, to have a positive outcome. And and at the end of the day, like the big 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 picture vision 
is 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 you know asking ourselves the question what would what would it take to make Atlantic Canada the most inviting place for new ideas and new people to put down roots and and, and we think it's possible I don't think it's it, it's not the reality today um, but the the soil is right uh, if we plant the plant the right seeds. So for the people that aren't from here that are listening, maybe you could uh, or would you mind giving um, you know a bit of a, an overview of the challenges as you see them in this region? Especially because you know Aaron has married into the Maritimes, ah, but he is... You, you and I are kindred spirits, my friend. American through Toronto, now New Brunswick slash Nova Scotia. Uh-huh. So he's, he's got he's, a perspective. He's a CFA. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely uh, uh, married into the situation, um, but <laughs> the that situation. said, we, we are choosing to be here right. um, in this time and in this place because I think there's fantastic opportunity just around the corner. Um, but yeah, to, to set a little bit of context, um, Atlantic Canada is a a place that economically is, is struggling and has been struggling. Um, for the past 50 years, there's some some great success stories in agriculture and oil and gas and 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 some shipbuilding. But really, um, you know, there's been a decline in fisheries. There's been a, a just globalization um, has worked out in, in, in many places. But uh, Atlantic Canada um, is not one of them that was at least an early adopter. And and, and so, you know, in deciding to make this move and and in analyzing the environment you know i just did a quick survey of sort of uh, like economic studies that had been put out and basically long story short um in the past 20 years there have been at least just from what i could identify 25 different major reports by municipalities or by provinces or um governments or economists 25 different reports all saying guess what? The numbers don't add up. You don't have enough people to live the life you want to live. Um, uh, Atlantic Canada, which is Newfoundland, Nova Scotia, Prince Edward Island, and New Brunswick, um, has had a declining population uh, for 100 years of of people moving west, people moving to the states, people moving to, you know, the the proverbial greener pastures uh, to make a go of it, and, and they don't come back. And meanwhile, um, the people that do state tend to be, um, how do I delicately say this, older. Um, and when you're older um, and you have a state-sponsored healthcare system, that means you're more expensive. And so there's just a basic math problem in Atlantic Canada right now that we've got an older population. We're not having babies. We're not attracting new people. Um, and therefore, at the end of the day, we're not going to have enough tax dollars to do the things that we we want to do in life. And so, you know, there can be a long list of, of some, you know, the top line problems of um, civic engagement or, um, you know, new startup development or venture capital dollars invested. And all these things are, are pieces of the problem. But in my mind and, and for the region basically thought at the end of the day, the problem is population. We're losing more people than we're gaining. Um, and which is just absurd for anyone that spends any amount of time on the ground in Atlantic Canada, you know, nearly anywhere you are an hour in one direction from beautiful ocean sides, an hour in the other direction to deep forests in the middle of absolute nowhere. Um, and meanwhile, we have a pretty decent um, IT technical infrastructure where you've got access to high-speed internet. You've got access 
to uh, great roads and, uh, you know, international airports. So really, we stand to gain huge um, leaps forward in globalization because if you've got access to the internet, you've got access to an airport, and meanwhile, you can get land for a quarter of the price of Silicon Valley and, you know, be in the ocean and, and the forest all in the same day. Like this, for all intents and purposes, should be sort of the work-life balance entrepreneurship capital of the world. And that is exactly what those of us who are, I don't want to say still here, <laughs> those <laughs> of us who are here, we're championing that message. You know, it's like, we're not, we're not forced to be here. You know, it's like, I always say the power of home, you know, wherever home may be, whether it's in the Yukon or down in uh, South Dakota or in St. John, New Brunswick, you know, if you're from home, there's a really powerful compelling force to say, hey, if we can make a go at it and it's an interesting adventure, uh, why not? Why not try to do it at home? You know, so we, yeah, we, we, we've been preaching the same message. And yeah, very yeah. much so. And I mean, so much of the things that you guys talk about on the podcast are part of what attracted me to make a go of it here because we were like the early days of the conversation. I was talking to Greg about, you know, the divide between Every time there's a national news story in Canada about the East Coast, it's bad news. It's just, you know, there's projected budget deficits here and tax increases there and blah, 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 blah. But then everybody that Greg's talking to and some of the projects he's working on um, and, and the people that, that, that Dave brings onto the podcast are like, blow your mind, fantastic leaders. And they could choose to do this work from anywhere, but so many of them are popping up and they're from these small towns in the middle of nowhere, Atlantic Canada. Well, and, and you know what the interest is so true. And, and I don't think people would even believe it, you know, because you know, it's in, you just need to travel to these places and you go, man, there's a lot of good things happening. So, so what do you, um, so what are you seeing, you know, is, you know, when you look at for the region about, you know, the solutions, um, what do they start looking like, you know, as you start talking to people like what, you know, what, what do you guys want to get behind? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Let's, let's get down to the brass tacks. One thing that I would, you know, just so that I'm not accused of being uh, too much of an optimist, you know, there's a piece of this um, where I, I see absolute fantastic potential. Um, part of what we need to do though, and, and part of what makes this time, you know, the next five years so in critically important is, is that things are really, really bad. Um, and, and just owning the fact of how scared we should be. Um, you know, as baby boomers grow, there's one thing for it to, them to cost a lot of money in healthcare, but like it's terrifying all of the small businesses that have no legacy plan. And so a decade from now, they're just going to shut down shop. And whether it's your favorite pizzeria or shoe shop or whatever, they're just going to cease to exist. And so if we don't have young people to fill in, we'll have a real problem on our hands. So what we want to do is really, you know, at the sort of 30,000 foot level, it's two things. And I think, you know, movement making really comes down to two things. And it really is craft a united vision and enable collective action. And any one of those two things, I don't think gets the job done, but I think both of them are actually lacking in Atlantic Canada. One on vision, the closest thing we have to vision is the concept of have not status. And for people outside of Canada, have not status um, 
is a technical definition um, for you know a need for government support. So from the central government, we get more and more tax dollars than than other places because we can't support ourselves. And that's been the case for 50 years. And at some point, it's not so much about the the technical reality of transfer payments, but it's about the psychological reality of for you know three generations i've been told i have not instead of being told anything is possible here well that, and so we think part of it go ahead go ahead i was just gonna say that's that's true as well with uh intergenerational poverty as well it's like uh you're, you're born into poverty. It's very difficult to break that cycle. You, you have children, raise another generation in poverty, and just keeps on going and going. So hearing that story over and over and over and over again, it just becomes the norm. It's not absolutely. It's not even challenged. Well, just, and, and you know yeah. what? I think there's another interesting part that I'm learning about. Um, you know, with a group I you know that I that I meet with regularly, who are from all over uh, the region. And uh, another kind of, I, I was actually surprised when I started listening to it because I wasn't fully aware of it, but it, as is starting, I mean, I'm just starting to see a little bit more now that I'm told, but there's other idea that, you know, should you be wildly successful, you, you know, you got to be careful how you maybe let people know, or maybe you don't let people know, <laughs> right? So there's this idea that, we, you know, we can't even hold the people up that are doing fabulous things to and 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 you know you like be careful what we need to, to do be care- well i think it, i th- i say what's wrong with that um so but not understanding that you know because i mean literally it's a, it's a it's a you know it's, it sounds to me like a cultural thing i mean there's a beauty in that in terms of humility but at the same time um you know when people are doing amazing things it's okay to be known for that and if if you've created a lot of wealth for example um you know you know you should drive whatever you want to drive or you know express that however you want to express that i mean it's not but you know there seems like to be um a reluctance to do that so um are you are you running across that as well aaron or you know i mean greg you probably have a better sense of it being from here but what what do you think aaron yeah i mean i i i think um, I mean, first you have a, a base layer of, of sort of Canadian humility. Um, so it's not completely unique to Atlantic Canada. But then I would say you take that humility and, you know, crank it up from six to ten um, in Atlantic Canada, where you just fly below the la- fly below the radar, um, and everybody pretends like they don't have money when there has been success here, and there are reasons to be proud um but it's always been a, a quieter story it's been easier story to tell um about panic and and struggle that's well and maybe that's a, a comfort level right and you know and it's this idea of the you know whatever you're uh, you're con- you know you're consumed by and you're thinking often is what you start to manifest right um yeah. and I, I also wonder and I, I see it as part of the opportunity though as well because on this idea of, of sort of if if atlantic canada could be a beacon for work life entrepreneurship, work-life balance. Like part of it is enabled by the fact that what it means to be successful doesn't mean that you have a stupid $10,000 watch and that you have a stupid quarter million dollar car. That's a right? really, that's a great point. Go for it if you love it. Cause there's so many people. Want- yeah. There's so many people that desire like to leave the bullshit of that, you know, that, that fake dream or that, that fake norm that success is measured in material uh, measures. You know, it's like, like some people just want to do great business and, and not have to say, 
oh yeah, this is the type of car I drive. Oh, look at my house. Look at, you know, like some people just want to get to work, you know, and it might be, I, I've, I've had friends who dealt with that in Vancouver, um, <clears throat> where they'd be out at a bar or at a restaurant or something like that. And <laughs> on three occasions, my friend, <clears throat> after let's say 10 minutes of a conversation with, uh, a girl was asked what type of car they drive. And I was like, really? And that was between LA and, and Vancouver. I was like, is that a... But I, think, I, I think it was the bars he was hanging out at. Probably. Yeah. Most likely. Yeah. Um, no, but, you know, but uh, yeah. So so feeling like you have to have some sort of status symbol. Like, I mean, yeah, that would be bad. But, you know, what about people that like to wear nice clothes and eat good food? And, you know, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. No, you know? not at all. Um, and, and, and no, not, not at all. Yeah, and, yeah. and to travel yeah. and stuff. And I think sometimes people's fear is they're going to go... Um, you know, should I, you know, all of a sudden it's like, I, I'm going to turn into Donald Trump or something like that, you right, know? So, right, right. um, so, and so anyways, we're trying, we're, we're being, I mean, at least I'm being a, an armchair psychologist here, but uh, I just find it interesting the whole, and I was just kind of curious about Aaron's perspective. And I, I think, um, not being from the region, you're, you're not aware of some of this and then you become aware of it and you go, Oh, well that actually kind of adds up. That makes sense. You mm-hmm. know? Um, so what are, what are, you know, from your perspective, what are the, Aaron, what are the, the stories, um, and, and the examples that we want to see more of in this region? Well, I I think one is just, um, being really quick to both praise and to, um, forgive failure. And so, you know, in praise, there are just small and relatively small, you know, like operations in the tens of millions of dollars, um, doing great things, whether it's um, carbon cure in Halifax, that is, I know they've attracted investment and doing a ton of really great stuff on sustainable concrete technology, or it's, um, oh, what is the, their name? Trout River Industries, I, I believe, in PEI that makes a best in the world tractor trailer um, trailer um, for semi trucks. And like, there are little things where Somebody had an idea to do it differently, and you know they put their head down and did the work for two years, and they cut or longer, um, and they come out the other side, and, and they are actually best in the world at some of this stuff. And meanwhile, we the only thing that we can think of as best in the world is either like some of these giant players like the McCains and Irvings and Sobies and, and and players like that, which are in, in so many ways I think. Um, you know, when you're these billion dollar companies, it's, it's, it's hard to relate to. And so all of a sudden they're just the other. Um, and, and sometimes then we paint them as the bad guys, unfortunately. Um, but, but you can make it more relatable. They can just be people that are doing things, um, you know, that was a good idea executed well. Um, and they're having fantastic impact both economically and, and environmentally. I love, um, the drive between, um, Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, every single time you have to pass LED roadway lightings right there off the highway and leading the world. Like I knew about them when I lived in Toronto because they're leading the world in this, in the little niche thing that they do. Um, And yet nobody talks about these things, not in a way, you know, and again, it's a balancing act because it can be insane if you go to San Francisco and just sort of like the idol worship of every little um, tweak of investment and people are going nuts and, and that's probably getting too excited. But in the other extreme, you know, we don't acknowledge when someone's got 
a really great idea. And, and, and so, you know, what we want to do with For the Region really is is affect a culture shift where we where we praise those that are doing things. And then, you know, there's any number of stories where somebody had a great idea, they went all out for three years and, and it crashed and burned, but we're not ready to forgive them. We're not ready to give them another chance. And, and that's just not the way the entrepreneurship world works. If, if the person is smart, um, you know, sometimes you're a victim of circumstance and sometimes you need a second, third, fourth chance um, to make it go, not, not to advocate for just pouring money down the drain, but yeah, well, but you, we could use for more forgiveness for and, sure. And you wonder, you know, if how many people don't take a chance because of that, because of that, you know, or the fear of that, or, or maybe, you know, somehow feeling like concerned of being ostracized or something like that. You know what I mean? Or, 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 you know, you know, showing up as the failure. I mean, um, when in fact, you know, I think if you, you we were talking to, to Sean Dunbar earlier from Pickaroons and he was saying, you know, that's, that's your job to be, you know, in a sense, you know, to be kind of on that edge. And, um, but if you fall off it in this community, sometimes <clears throat> you're asked to, to stay down. So you think so? Well, um, and I'm, I'm not challenging it. I don't know that. Well, it, yes, 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 yes. It's, when, really? when, when I think about a few of our guests who have been on and who've been open about their demise and rebuilds, I think of Gene Fowler mm-hmm. with Fat Cat Animation, mm-hmm. now thriving success with Luguru. Mm-hmm. I think of Sean Dunbar with, with Pickaroons. But uh, Sean tells a different story, though. Sean tells a story of actually people saying, you know, get a, well, you, you, hey, you're, you're in your stripes, you know? I went, I went bankrupt a couple times, you know, mm. and so I, so that he told a different story. I don't I, know, if, yeah. but, Gene, but Gene's story that was, yeah. that you know, that might have um, his may be different in terms of how the community, but but I kind of got that's the sense I got from Sean. Anyways. Well, it's interesting too because it's different industries as well. Where um, what, what I found in Gene's case, where there was some government money, you know, um, the media took that, and we, we see this. All the time. Is that what happened with Gene? The media got. Oh man! Like so, what you're saying, Aaron, is it's up to us to fight against the negative media that comes out of comes towards failure, because when when you start hearing, oh, we we lost uh, eight eight million dollars in a in a you know a a taxpayer investment into this company, Um, and everybody goes crazy, and then you know it's it's not a it's good to know that stuff, I guess, but like we can't dwell on that either. You know, um, when I think about what Gene did for Mary Machi and that all those animators are still there living, working, mm-hmm. that impact is huge. Mm-hmm. You know, forget about a, you know, just, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and I'm sure Gene would love that to know that we're talking about him on Fun Point. <laughs> you, you, should, you should ping him on Facebook and let him know. I will. Him. I will. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think you're onto something here uh, about, about the forgiving the failure. Yeah. So, you know, and we just want to, you know, step one is to push that narrative and, and to push um, for us to be more forgiving and, and to take a, a bigger views of what's possible. And part of that is just really owning what we do well. Um, and that's a piece, you know, like everybody kind of like often, I, I don't know how many roundtables I've been to in the past four months about, you know, addressing these problems in Atlantic Canada. And it's always sort of like a third tier issue of people saying, if only they knew how great of a life we had out here, if only they knew the work-life balance. And at no point do we step up and just say, like, we're going to own this issue. Like, we are going to be 
loud and proud about it, that this is the place to be. And that if you're, you know, a tech entrepreneur in San Francisco and you just had your first mild exit and you've got a million dollars in your pocket, which means, you know, nothing in San Francisco, you, you know, you, you can buy it, your Honda Civic and your one bedroom apartment, or you could, you know, cash out and own 20 acres of oceanfront property in Atlantic Canada with access to high speed internet and be 20 minutes from the airport. That's pretty compelling to me. Right? Like, like, <laughs> like, why don't we own that? Why, why aren't we proud of the opportunity here? Um, and, and so that's sort of step one is just being proud of that. And then step two, and there's this whole piece that we started out talking about the, you know, the B Corp concept here. And what that really is about is, is taking it, um, you know, first and foremost, on the messaging side, that business has a role and business leaders have a role just to champion not just yourself, not just your town and not just your province, but I, like you had to champion the whole region because we are in this together. And, you know, St. John, New Brunswick can figure it out and everything can be great for them. But if you leave Fredericton and Moncton behind, it's not a pretty picture a decade from now. It's the same story for everyone. That like we, It really is a rising tide um, that we need for everyone. Mm -hmm. And so how can we then compel you not just to talk about the bigger picture, but then act for the bigger picture? So how do we, you know, the, the real tangible piece to go back 20 minutes on you, Dave, um, is to develop sort of a, a skills and services inventory to sort of hmm. rather than just randomly give away charity, uh, you know, $5 a time to the Girl Scouts, which, you know, definitely still buy your cookies and Girl Guides in Canada. Sorry. Um, um definitely still do that but you know what does it mean for you to take an inventory of well we could i'm an accountant i could offer bookkeeping services to the right organization at a cut rate or mm -hmm. or at a pro bono rate um if it's for a really big idea if it's for the greater good not just a random ask um that i do out of civic duty but if it's a if it's a specific focus ask um that's going to be a part of fighting for our future together. That's going to make me excited. It's going to make my staff excited. It's going to be part of something bigger than yourself. Yeah. So Aaron, unfortunately our, our time is coming to an end, but let's really quickly talk about that ask and how do people in Atlanta, Canada, listen, listening, get involved. And, uh, cause we haven't really got down to the core of what for the region is and what the ask is, but if you can do a Coles notes version as we, as we wrap up. Yeah. So, awesome. yeah so it's absolutely. We're talking that we've been just going around on the, on the psychological ramifications here, but, uh, big picture, um, and, and the top line ask, um, you know, step one is on the messaging piece and, and we've launched with something called the fight, not flight pledge. And like, if you're listening in Atlantic Canada, or if you're from Atlantic Canada, you've moved away, um, but you think this region is something worth fighting for, I'd ask you to go online to fortheregion.ca and click on that, uh, the Fight Not Flight pledge on the main page and, and, and sign up. If you're interested in taking it to the next level, um, there's, there's, you know, there's an entire field for volunteer. And just sign up as a volunteer, and that doesn't mean anything yet. But as this takes shape, then we're going to reach out um, to build that skills and services inventory. Um, and, you know, if it's everything from if you're an accountant to a web developer, to a filmmaker, to, uh, you know, a, a professional coach, we're wide open to deploying those services for something bigger than ourselves. 
And if you're just a random billion-dollar company that doesn't know what else to do, reach out and I'll take your cash. Nice. I think that's the best way to move. If the last words from Aaron Emery were, I'll take your cash, that is that, that is good. No, it, it all comes from an amazing place. Aaron, thank you for everything you're doing. Did, for did, for the re- did we get a did – do they know how to – Learn more? For, yeah, for the region.ca. Okay. So for the region.ca, you can tweet at me anytime. Like, yeah, I, I remember my line from B Corp uh, when we last talked. You can just tweet at me anytime, but this time it's at for the region. Perfect. And it's never more than an arm's length away, really. Love it. Aaron, looking forward to seeing you again, brother. Thanks so much for coming on for round two. And like I say, thanks, thanks for being somebody, quote unquote, from away who's now from here. Uh, and doing everything that you're doing, man. Sometimes we need to hear these messages from the outside to really let us sink in. Dave? I've got a group uh, I want you to talk to, Aaron, so we should chat about that. Um, And uh, please um, tell us what you think of the Boiling Point Brew, uh, which name is... The... uh, With an accent. The the Hemingsway Vili Great Ale. Please let us know what you think. That was great. I am a beer snob, so I will definitely dive in and, and report right. back. Yes. Thanks for all that you guys do. Love it. And, um, yep, yeah, happy to follow up anytime. All right. All right. All right. Take Thanks, care, Aaron. man. Take care, buddy. Take care. Cheers. The thing I like about this, Dave, is it is – it's a project that came out of uh, a few different people's idea, uh, uh, minds. Uh, mm. Matt Sims from Simplicity. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. And a bunch of other folks said, what do we need to do to change this dialogue? And this is what's coming out of it. Definitely check out the website so you understand a little bit more what's up. But now you you heard a little bit of the spirit behind it. No, I'm looking forward to learning more. I think it's a really, well, I mean, you know, I don't know how interesting it is for listeners um, that aren't from here. But for us, like, it's an important conversation. Well, I think it is interesting just because any any region can do that. Well, they probably are dealing with it on some level. But so I I just, you know, like, like that's the kind of, well, like they all are, right? But I mean, that's the kind of conversation we could, you know, we you want to carry over, right? And and keep talking about. So um, it's neat to hear a CFA come from away wanting to be here understanding what it is to be yeah. in this region yeah. and uh and wanting it to be great i love that so um he's a he's a passionate guy so we'll uh-huh. we'll uh keep rocking her man okay so greg you know what we have the luxury of doing this podcast which we've enjoyed for 130 odd episodes um and the reason we're able to do this is because we've got these great companies supporting us um a couple we should mention one i'm a big fan of Hemmings House Pictures. And uh, that's your company. Thanks, Dave. And it is great work. Uh, You just got to go and check out their website to see it. Um, I've actually used you guys a number of times to do a documentary, do a corporate video. And uh, so it's accessible to small and large businesses and wonderful at helping um, business tell story and and movements, you know, help shaping story around, you know, what's happening in the world. So thank you to HHB. Well, I, I'd like to say thank you to one of the, the Hemings House team members, uh, Tim Davidson. And we're actually in his his uh, other company's studio right now, Ripple Effect Music. So uh, Tim is yet another community-minded 
person who is essentially donating his studio, uh, the studio that we use at Having House to make all of our films sound good. Um, so he's a part of this. Another really important uh, person uh, is Matt, uh, Matt Weber. Mm-hmm. And he his company is uh, Edible Matters. It's an incredible restaurant out in Hammond's uh, Plains outside Halifax, Nova Scotia. He's the one that edits this, all, this, all this stuff together, puts the show notes together, and uploads these podcasts every single week. And then... Going back to my good friend who I'm looking at right now, Dave Vale, the big guy with the biggest muscles I've ever met in my life, who also, Dave, you um, you have to know that without you in the early days of me shaping Hemming's House, I probably wouldn't have created Hemming's House. So um, Vision Coaching has helped so many companies and entrepreneurs find their coach approach and create companies that actually can make the change in the world that they want to see. And uh, so Vision Coaching... Uh, and uh, everything that you bring to the table, bringing Kim uh, in as well to help us make this podcast a a success. We say thank you so much. And the great news, the other night, a few weeks ago, you and I bumped into a previous podcast guest, Mr. Paul Simmons himself. Why don't you tell our our listeners about our, our newest gold sponsor for our podcast? Yes, Robert Simmons is a fabulous place. Um, well-known to people throughout New Brunswick, but also um, you can shop there online, men's and women's clothing. And um, uh, Paul Simmons, who is, uh, I I mean, I think they've been going on 20 years now, the founder of the company, um, brings the customer experience to a whole nother level. I say that because I shop there. Um, You know, if you were to say, Dave, you look really good wearing that particular suit, um, I would say, well, thank you, and I would have to credit Paul and his staff, which is fabulous, and it's it's an incredible experience. You've had it before shopping there. Um, what, I look great. Look what, at me. And and what's the experience like? What are they? You walk, you walk in the door. You literally get asked if you'd like to have a, a glass of scotch or an espresso. And that's the beginning of the experience. And you walk out with a new set of clothes that makes you feel like uh, feel like a well-dressed man or woman, depending on uh, on what you are as you walk into this incredible place. They have an incredible uh, magazine that they publish, I believe, quarterly. And uh, the next one's coming out, the fall issue of 2016. Um, they always, what we enjoy, and I think what aligns us with what, what Robert Simmons does is is they make a point of of covering interesting, um, often uh, business-minded, you know, uh, entrepreneurs, um, community leaders in their publication, and they believe in promoting local. And it's coming out soon, and we have the good fortune of interviewing some of the people in the uh, in the September issue. Coming up, so uh, robertsimmons.com. And uh, yeah, so that's great. Thanks to our sponsors. And if anybody else uh, in, the, in the podcast sphere is interested in helping us uh, push our Boiling Point movement forward, be in touch. Talk Love soon. it. We'll see you next week, Dave. Right, see you, buddy. Bye. Thanks for checking out this episode of Boiling Point. Remember to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Boiling Point Pod. To see more from Dave Vale, check out leadershipunleashed.ca or visioncoachinginc.com. And on Twitter, at Dave underscore Vale. And to catch up with Greg, visit hemmingshouse.com and at Greg Hemmings on Twitter. Thanks for listening and remember, keep that pot boiling.
Hi, I'm Steve Yurko. And I'm Tara Sands. Now available from Maji Media is our new podcast, Four Kids Flashback. Four Kids is the company who brought you the English dub of Pokemon in the late 90s and so many other shows like Yu-Gi-Oh!, Shaman King, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Kirby, the infamous One Piece dub, and so many more. We'll be talking to the people who worked at Four Kids. Actors, directors, writers, editors, producers, engineers, you get the point. And hopefully get the answers to questions both you and I have about the company. I actually worked there as a voice actor on some of the shows. And I was a kid watching the shows and remember way more than Tara does. And thank God for that. Steve is actually a professional storyboard artist, which gives some really unique insights into anime and animation. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. That's the number four kids flashback.